Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us in the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 8 and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Appreciate you joining us on Twitter. Getting a lot of great responses to this question. What's something that you got into late that was worth the hype at Coleman ESPN and at HDUGS 83 like Jason Noyes who says, I just recently got into The Wire. Loved every minute of it. That is my favorite drama ever. The Wire. Nothing touches that with me. Be more Baltimore, baby. Mm-hmm. Anytime Omar started whistling, <laughs> knew there was some, somebody's about to get get with it, and <laughs> not in a good way. But that that is my favorite drama ever. The Wire. Yeah, don't, play, don't play with them Baltimore folks now. They mm-hmm. don't they don't mess around. You know who was, who was really good? Speaking of that, Homicide: Life on the Street. I, I haven't seen that. Oh, it came out in the nineties. That Richard Bells who want to go into Law and Order SVU. Uh-huh. That's where his character got started because they're all Dick Wolf, other than The Wire. But if you go look at Homicide Life on the Street, I think it's on Hulu or Netflix, one of the two. It also has Andre Brown, who is Pemberton, one of the all-time great chief defect- detectives. Fantastic show. So it's Hom- worth me actually watching it? Oh, my God. Once you start watching Homicide Life on the Street, you- you're welcome as far as that goes. You're say less. Complete- yeah, say- Brother Freddie. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you. So keep keep those coming in at Coleman ESPN and at HDougas83. And don't forget the phone number as well. What's something that you got into late? That was worth the hype on the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-729-3776. Now, the Buffalo Bills and New York Jets are about to play each other this weekend. Last week, the Buffalo Bills held a team meeting. It didn't land well. They wound up losing on Monday night to the Denver Broncos. The next day on Tuesday, they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. So he's out. Joe Brady is in. The New York Jets had a players-only meeting excuse me, on Tuesday. And Garrett Wilson, the Jets wide receiver, explained how that went on Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio in New York. All that stuff has, you know, already been done and in motion. Um, I know, you know, the guys talked and, and we all, you know, we had the floor. It was just us. And, you know, we got to just make sure that we're, we're all on the same page about where we're at and how the, how, the, how the hell we get out of this funk, man. That was really, you know, the the message of it. Um, and when it comes from one of your teammates, it always it always hits different. It always resonates a little more. And, um um, you know that was the case earlier today. And I think that's that. That was my experience when I played the ten years I played. Freddie is when my teammates um, were able to critique me and me be able to accept it mm-hmm. and work on what I needed to work on. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or if you know one of my teammates came to me as an individual and say, "Hey, man, I know you're better than this. You can be better. Right. You value that because you know you guys do just about everything together." And if it's an experience like I had our, in our wide receiver group, we traveled together. We Our family spent time together. We okay. literally did everything together. So when mm-hmm. someone tried to tell us what we could be better at, yeah, you you respected their opinion and you didn't want to let them down. I also think it depends on who's saying the message. 
Oh yeah, it can't. It, it, yeah, yeah it can't any and everybody anybody. can't be in there talking. Yeah, they're, they're, leaders yeah. and people that hold a, a you know ton of weight on that football team. Mm-hmm. That that's their opportunity to talk. We had a leadership committee, so it was okay. you know, basically our leaders. Good, but any and everybody can't get up there and talk because plenty of times that somebody will speak up and you look at it and say, "Dude, you don't need." Not saying you don't matter, but your contributions are minimal at best. Why are you talking? Who gave you the authority to talk? A lot of times it depends on. Who has enough leadership in them and and where that's coming from and who that's coming from that can make a difference in these team meetings? Yep. If, not trying to slight them, but if you got a kicker speaking up at a team meeting at a certain point, be like, dude, really? Unless you're at Baltimore, right? right. In, in, in that if it's situation. Justin Tucker, so, absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But if it's somebody else and if they do, didn't you just miss a field goal last week the cost of the ball game? And why, why are you running your mouth as far as that goes? Or you tell them, you know, we seen you practice for 30 minutes and you went inside. You were playing golf. <laughs> silence. <laughs> I said silence. <laughs> so if the Jets team meeting actually works, I think it depends on where it's coming from and who it's coming from. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson at his word, but I will say this. To go back a week earlier, the Buffalo Bills had a team meeting and they said they got some stuff straightened out. And then they went out there and they weren't straight at the end of the game against the Denver Broncos on Monday night, and a guy wound up losing his job the next day. So be careful what you may have wanted or thought you needed. You may get that if you're a team now struggling, a team that has not scored a touchdown in 11 quarters, 36 straight possessions when it comes to the offense of the New York Jets. Be careful what you want or you think is going to work because you may get it, and like the Buffalo Bills, it may not work out for a win. When you have a chance, you thought you were on the same page as a football team. It's been 11 quarters, Freddie? 11 quarters, 36 straight possessions. The Jets have not scored a touchdown. That is awful. Last time they scored a touchdown was in the first quarter against the New York Giants. Dang. Last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Futility. terrible. Known as the Jets' <laughs> offense. Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. They have insurance on motorcycles, boats, and RVs, so for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. It was a bad week for some this week in the NFL. In trouble, sack, fumble, first and goal. But who was the worst of the worst? You're the worst. You're the worst. Find out now. This is the lower five. You never want to make this list, but if you do, you don't want to be a number one. You don't want to be a number five, but you really don't want to be a number one. So who is going to be the five worst teams in the NFL from week number 10? So like I mentioned, we never start at the top. We always start with number five. It's a tie that we're going to have a battle out right now. Between the Atlanta Falcons, who lost to a 1-8 team in the Arizona Cardinals, and the New York Giants, who got the full beat out of them by the Dallas Cowboys, I knew they were going to get beat. But I didn't think by 32 points beat bad when it comes to the Giants 49-17. to So I'm going to let Harry speak. Then we're going to let Shannon speak and Devin Kane, Mark Morales, and your street Freddie Cole will decide who was number five. Harry, go first. Yeah, the reason why I don't think the Falcons should be on this list and the Giants should is that when you look at the Falcons, they played against a guy 
who is viewed as a franchise quarterback. I understand that he came back in his first game off being injured, but he's one of the highest paid at his position, and we know what Kyler Murray means to the Arizona Cardinals and some of the things that he's been able to do in this National Football League early on in his career. When I look at the Giants, they lost to the Cowboys, a divisional rival. And then the Falcons lost on the last second field goal. The Giants got blown out, not once, but twice, versus a divisional rival. They're not even playing competent football right now at all. So that's why the Giants need to be on this list at five and not them ah dirty birds. <laughs> you know what I have that Freddie, that Harry doesn't? What? Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> okay. I can use that exact okay. same reasoning okay. for for the uh the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. No one's expecting them to lose that bad. Tommy DeVito's their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I expect them to lose that bad. They were seventeen point underdog, which is the largest this season. The, the Giants also beat the team that Harry's saying, oh, you know, the Cardinals last second field goal. Giants beat that team. Falcons lost to them. Oh, when everybody was healthy on the Giants early on in the season, when we thought they actually had a chance, they beat. Oh, I got you. I got you. But the same team you're talking about that the Falcons lost to, they also beat the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, Dev. Okay. All right. So, so Again, yeah. again, I'm, I'm, I'm happy the Falcons are helping my Giants. This is a win-win for me this week. <laughs> In terms of the draft. <laughs> yes. Right. Not to mention, Harry's yeah. argument was that the Falcons were playing against a quarterback, okay. against a team that got their star quarterback back. Mm-hmm. He hadn't played all year. All right. Kyle right? Murray. Right. We went against Dak, who okay. everybody up and down the network saying is playing like the best quarterback in the NFC right now. All right, so so of course the Giants were going to lose. Right. Of course they're going to lose big. Okay. We got Danny DeVito playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. What would you expect? So that's one vote for the Fal- that's one vote for the Falcons as the as the worst team. Mark Morales, where do you stand? I actually have to agree with Harry on this. Oh, of course he would. Ooh. Of course he would. Ooh. Of I'm course not, he would. I'm not just saying this. Let him speak. I'm not Let just Mark say, speak. I'm not just saying this as a Jets fan. But Kyler Murray is a starting caliber quarterback in this league, and he did play that game. So it's, He's a starting caliber Call of Duty player. The Cardinals are 1-8, and eight, but they're 1-0 with Kyler Murray. That's the, that's the best reaction. Mark didn't even finish. <laughs> I almost want to side with Harry Barr based on that, but nah. You lose to a quarterback that just got back there 1-8. The Falcons are number five. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are insane. Uh, we made it. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, that may be the only thing the Giants had to cheer about this year. That's scared. Not being the worst, the fifth worst team of the week. Thank you, Falcons. Ah! In the NFL, what's next? Number four. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, they got to be on this list. They keep letting us down. They don't let Harry down. As a Falcons fan and a Falcons player, he thinks this is fantastic. But come on, Saints, really? Look like you had to figure it out. Then you go out there and lose to a backup quarterback who played great in Josh Dobbs. But you made him look like an all-pro the way he was going up against that defense. Saints are the fourth worst team this week in the NFL. They say, who that? (laughs) We that. (laughs) They deserve to be on this list, and I would like to say thank you, New Orleans, every time my Falcons lose or y'all lose, I don't have to grab my bottle. I'm fine. You don't have to grab your bottle? Yeah. The the tequila bottle? Oh, yeah. I get to leave it on the shelf. I get to leave it right there on the show. So this week it didn't have a drop. Leave the whole bottle, huh? Not at all. Oh, good. Uh, your, your your non-alcoholism always works for the show <laughs> as far as that goes. We got the Falcons, the fifth worst team in the NFL this week. The Saints at number four. Who's at? Number three. I hate to put on a Jacksonville Jaguars team, but they look like the moment was way too big for them. 
the way they got paced about the San Francisco 49ers. It was the fact they lost 34 to 3. That's bad enough. They looked like they had no business being on that NFL field with a team like San Francisco that was more motivated, and they put it on them this past Sunday in Jacksonville, I might add. Yeah, that was the thing for me, Freddie. This team won five games in a row, and they didn't even look like they belonged on the same football field Mm -hmm. with the San Francisco 49ers. They got out-muscled. The toughness wasn't there for them. Uh, Their their execution when it came to offense, defense, and special teams, that was all on the opposing team side, which happened to be the San Francisco 49ers. That's why they're number three on our list today. Number two. They are, they're going to be on this list maybe the rest of the season, <laughs> the New England Patriots. I mean, I know we talk about the Giants, and we make fun when it comes to the Falcons. At least the Falcons are still in range to win their division in the NFC South. But I knew the Patriots are going to have a little bit rough. They couldn't figure out Mac Jones. The Mac Jones era, E-R-A, and error, E-R-R-O-R, that has to come to an end. But what does this really mean for Bill Belichick? At least they'll win the bye week. But after that, who knows with this Patriots team, second-worst team this week in the NFL. Yeah, this football team had multiple opportunities to win this game versus the Colts in Germany, and they just found ways over and over again not to win the football game. Well, look on the bright side. At least they're in a position to draft a quarterback of their future. That's not bright for Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, but they're number two on this list because they've been terrible. Shout-out to Charles Barkley. Yeah, put it this way. They ain't drafting a quarterback. If Bill Belichick is still there, that's not about to happen. Number one? Number one. The Buffalo Bills, by the way, they lost in overtime when they had a chance to win but had 12 men on the field. They are the worst team in the NFL this week. But it's time for me to be surrounded by Cardinals. Not Arizona Cardinals, Louisville Cardinals. Harry Douglas, a proud graduate. He played for that school. Let's bring on the terrific coach of his school, Jeff Brom. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Jeff Brom. And, Coach, it's one thing for your team to only have one loss at this point. But here you are, number 10 in the country. You weren't even on a preseason top 25 list. What does it say about what your team has been able to do, despite the fact your team was not getting that respect before the season got started? Well, I'm very proud of our guys at this point. I think uh, they really worked hard. Uh, they wanted to win. They were hungry. Uh, they wanted to put forth the effort. They wanted to work every week to try to improve. And, you know, the great thing is we've had some close games that we've been able to win, and uh, that doesn't always happen. So that's a credit to the guys on the team, their work ethic, our coaches who are paying attention to the details and making sure we, we try to improve every week. But, uh, you know, they just played hard, and, and they want to win. And this game, you know, the margin for error is very small. But if you can find a way to gain an edge somehow, some way, it can, it can help you win the game. Coach, I got to say this, man. One of the things that I've been impressed with so far this year when it come, when it has come to you being the offensive play caller is the ability to adjust, right? I know you like to throw the football around, but you guys have rushed the football effectively this season and particularly like the last three or four weeks. For you, what did you see that said, you know what, we need to lean on our run game a little bit more? Well, if we had Harry Douglas out there, we'd be throwing that rock a whole lot more. I can probably do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's retired on us and we've moved on. But you know what? I just think that um, you evaluate your team. I think we have some good receivers, but some that got to continue to improve and, and work hard and get better, and they are for sure doing that. Uh, but we do have a stable of running backs. We have a quarterback that, uh, you know, can get the ball out quickly, can direct the offense, get us in the right play. But, You know, the one loss we had, we just had some crucial turnovers that hurt us, and it really cost us a game. So I just think after that, we kind of circled the wagons. We said, hey, let's be a little more cautious. Let's try to run the football. Let's allow our defense to play well 
possible. Let's try to get a lead early. Uh, let's be physical and allow our uh, offense line to come off the ball. And then let's mix in the pass. I just think most people are used to playing us for the pass, so that kind of worked for a while because I think people were used to us throwing the ball, and we had a little success early on doing that. So I just think it's important that you keep that balance, you eliminate the mistakes. You know, nowadays, you know, you don't get as many possessions as you used to. I know we had one game, we had three possessions in the first half. That was it. So you got to take advantage of it, and we've been very efficient running the ball. Jeff Brown, the head coach of Louisville, the number 10 team in the country, about to play Miami this week, joining Freddie Coleman and the other Louisville alum, Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You were born in that city of Louisville. You played for that university. You won three state high school championships in that state. What does it really mean to you, Coach Brown, that you're doing this in your hometown at your school in your first year back at Louisville? Well, it definitely means a whole lot. Uh, I mean, that's kind of for sure why I came back. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be a player for a little bit and get into coaching and kind of work my way through the ranks and to kind of finish this thing off in my hometown and just try to help us win games and bring some national attention to our team and try to put us on the, the national landscape. Uh, you know, this is a proud city. Uh, we've got great facilities, a tremendous stadium. Uh, uh, there's a lot to do at, at, the, at this university, outside of the university as well. We've got a basketball ring that's bigger than any basketball ring in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of resources here and a lot of things to do. And, you know, we want to you know, try to win football games and try to, you know, at some point win a championship and, and work hard to do that and play a great brand of football that people want to watch and see and, and come be a part of. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. We want to do it the right way. We want to have fun with it. We want all of our fans to feel a part of it. Uh, you know, anybody that wants to, you know, be a Cardinal fan, we, we want them here. And I just think you you try to, you know, since I got to go home uh, and, and hear, you know, my neighbors and family tell me, you know, what we're doing wrong and how to get better. You, know, you want to do uh, things to please them. And I just think it's important that, you know, I take that a little extra pride in it. That our coaches who have a lot of Louisville ties as well take a little extra pride in doing it. And then our players uh, continue to do the same thing. And like I said before, you know, every little thing matters. And I just think those small details can help us win football games. Coach, I'm in love with your guys' defense and the way they played this season, led by Ashton Galati. Uh, he's a guy right now tied for six in the country with sacks with 10. I think he's going to be an amazing pro when it's that time for him. What has impressed you the most about your defense in 2023? Well, you know what? When I got here, I felt even though we lost some pieces, there were a few pieces we really liked. And then, of course, so we had some young guys that uh, hadn't played a whole lot, but we kind of liked what we saw and thought they could do a good job. And then, of course, we added a, a few pieces out of the portal to make sure we had some depth at positions. And then I just think from there, you, you kind of piece it together. You know, we got Coach English, Coach Hagan, a lot of good coaches on our defensive staff. Uh, I'm a big part of it. And, and we want to do things to be aggressive. You know, we want to do things to affect the quarterback. We want to do things to get after the quarterback. And I just think we've tried to be creative in our approach uh, throughout the offseason and the fall camp to get ready. Uh, we ask our guys to learn a lot. Uh, we throw a lot at them. It's not a too simple of a defense. We're going to do some things and add a couple of different wrinkles every week uh, because we practice it uh, before and we've already done things like that. So I just think we've taken and ran with it. Uh, we've gotten better pretty much every week. We've had a couple of lulls here and there, but uh, we've done a really good job of challenging routes, getting after the quarterback, uh, shifting and moving things around and bringing people from different areas. But uh, I just think our guys have bought in and uh, they like playing on a defense where they can take chances, they can take risks, they can go for the sack, go for the interception, and uh, we just try to build off that. There's a huge opportunity right now for you guys to be able to play for the ACC champ. Oh, okay, coach drop. 
It's okay. It's oh, okay. It? Well, let, let me finish it up. Go ahead, finish it up. Uh, the Louisville Cardinals, man, they, they have a huge opportunity, Freddie, to play for an ACC championship. So, Coach, you guys have a huge opportunity to play for the ACC championship, but in order to do that, you guys have to beat Miami this weekend. What's the focus? What are you telling your football team? So they're laser focused going into that game. Well, you're exactly right, and that's the way we're going to approach it. Of course, for fans and people who look at things and scenarios and all that's great. You know, we want them to enjoy that. But from our end, as you know, winning takes care of everything. And I think in order uh, to get to the championship, uh, to advance the way we want, uh, in order to improve every week, we got to go win the game. We got to prove that we're a good enough team to go on the road and win at Miami. I think uh, you know, I didn't know this stat, but you know, this program's never won at Miami, so we got to do something that hasn't been done before. Uh, so we got to play aggressive. we got to prepare. I think you know, each day we just try to give it our all and make sure when we go to bed at night between myself, our coaches, and players, we can look in the mirror and say, you know what, I prepared as hard as I could, and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And then get up the next day and do it again. And then on game day, you go out and you cut it loose and you let it all hang out, and whatever happens, happens. But at least you can look in the mirror and know that you gave everything you can. I think our guys have done a good job of that to this point. And that game is at noon Eastern time in ABC, number 10 Louisville at Miami. By the way, Oscar Brom, Jeff's dad, said about the job, it's not just a job, it's personal. So far, that personal's worked pretty good. 9-1, 6-1 ACC. If they win, they're on the way to ACC championship game in Charlotte, probably against Florida State. Hey, Coach Brom, continued success, my friend. Thanks for giving us some time today. Good luck versus Miami. You play them on Saturday on the road. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for having me. I love when his dad said that, hey, this means a lot to him, being back home. Even his son, Brady, when he found out that they were going back to Louisville, he almost gave the secret away and almost gave it away that he was Listen leaving to Purdue me. to go to Louisville. His son, Brady, was running around with the football in his arms as a little kid when I was at the University of Louisville back when Jeff was the quarterback coach and then his brother, Brian, was my quarterback. So right. it's crazy seeing him now. He also works at the University of Louisville within the football mm-hmm. program. Right. His brother, Greg, does as well. Uh, Jeff's father, man, he he's amazing. Just that family overall – is is what a football family is supposed to be. And I'm glad Jeff is back in Louisville because I felt that's the place uh, that, that's for him and where he needed to be. And by the way, look up game film on Jeff Brown. The boy could throw the pigskin around a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, he can. <laughs> he, he can throw no, it. He was no scrub throwing the football around at Louisville when it came to all of that. Great stuff by Jeff Brown, the Louisville head coach, joining us here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. Keep weighing in. The phone calls keep coming in and coming in and coming in. You can be a part of it, too, in the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. What's something that you got into late that was worth the hype? And you'll find out because of a New York Jet why we're asking you that question. 888-729-3776 was something that you got into late that was worth the hype. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget, Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Man, Freddie, you got to give me a heads up before you play that. You got the cues all over the place I, out like, here probably hopping in the car right hold, now, man. Hold, hold on I, a second. You, I give you guys a list of the songs every day in an email. If you don't open your email, that's on you. George Clinton, take us away. I see. I I email you guys a list of songs each and every day that we play for the show. So if you don't open your email, that sounds like a you problem, Shannon. Not like I seen it, Freddie. I, I seen. I it. know you seen it, but Shannon over there. Although he was getting his groove on, like in the video. I don't no, I, I love this song. Can I tell you what we used to do, man? So whenever Founders yeah. Day for the Cues uh-huh. uh, came about, right. we I keep used getting to put, you a cue. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. You're not okay. No, uh-uh. I thought you were. A lot of my family members are though. Right. But we, uh, when I play, we used to have all the cues on our team line up in the line, right. and we used to play blasts over the speakers. I man, bet. they used to get. We had one one guy, big, big old lineman, big Byron Bell. Yeah. Boy, big boy was getting down, Freddie. Not be- big boy, big boy, <laughs> big boy was getting down, Freddie. B O I, not B O Y, right? Big boy, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I give a, I send a list of email all the time for the guys in the show. So, Shannon, I, channel, channel want to help? Shannon get no help as far as that goes. Oh, yeah, I'm just putting it. Shannon, out are you a Q? I am a Kappa. He's a Kappa. You a just, Kappa? Just oh, like, you, you know like you my, are like pretty. Late, I forgot just, you are pretty. Yeah, just like my late father-in-law. He said, were, he said, he said when it came to his fraternity, there were Kappas and it was everybody else. He wasn't kidding. He was not kidding. Shannon said he ain't licking his tongue. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah Q-Dogs are the enemy to Kappas. He said he, he, say he shimmying. I saw love. I saw 1911 love. He said he yeah, shimmying. You know. <laughs> he was Shout out to my boy Cody. I, I'm me, fi me. <laughs> Hey, me and you both, brother Dale. I'm Alpha Cairo, so I, I get down with that. I'm an Alpha Cairo brother. So what's something that you got into late that was worth the hype other than Snoop, other than George Clinton, Tom and Dog at 888-729-3776? Tim in Milwaukee, what you got, my friend? Thanks for taking my call. Love the show. Thank you, brother. Y'all go together like a buffalo wings and a margarita. <laughs> there you go. Attaboy, Tim. <laughs> now, check this out. Uh, Dirty Bird, pause. Who that? Pause. Y'all four and six, we five and five. Oh. Now, to my story. Uh-huh. Now, it was a Tuesday. I pulled open the paper. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. This is back in 2000 when I had a prime code phone. Oh, 
called my guy Tavis. He was a producer. Tay, I know you got tickets to the concert. Yes, I do. Went to my supervisor. Boss, I need tomorrow off. Well, I can't give you tomorrow off. Well, I guess I can't work for you this weekend. You can have tomorrow <laughs> off. Center stage, third row back, up in smoke concert, oh. Dre, Snoop, oh, Eminem, man. Nate Dogg, Warren G. I was hollering like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about up in smoke, I Tim. Say, I already know how you was feeling, my man. Tim's probably still getting in contact high now. Hey. From the Up and Smoke concert. Bum, 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 bum. I know. If you weren't smoking, you were getting smoked <laughs> after leaving that show. Like, you know how your grandma say, yeah, they smoking that dope mm-hmm. or that reefer. Uh, That's what they call it. That wacky turbacky, <laughs> all that stuff. Believe me, he was whacked and turbacked after leading that show when it comes to Up and Smoke tour. As somebody who went to one of those shows, believe me. I had a contact high for at least another three days after that whole thing was said and done, but one of the best shows I'd ever gone to. Up and Smoke Tour, man, that was no joke. Jay in Denver, what's something that you got into late that was worth the hype? Hey, here, Freddie, man, I love in the show. Thank you, bro. Uh, actually, I got into playing guitar later in life. I was like 18, 19 years old, fast before I picked it up. Okay, uh, acoustic guitar or electric guitar? I started out with the acoustic. I moved on to electric. I like playing both. Okay, wow. Jay, was it hard to learn how to play the guitar at such an older age? It was because I knew people that had kids that were like seven, eight years old, and they were there just blowing me away. I was like, man, y'all Jimmy, I'm looking like Johnny over here, you know? <laughs> hey, those kids had an advantage. They got in there when they were young and everything like that. He got it when he was older, so I understand why as far as that goes. But believe me, take him with a guitar that late, good on him. Nothing wrong with that. Dwight in Dallas was something that you got it too late that was worth the hype. All right, man. Well, first off, shout out to Shannon. What up, Noop? I didn't know he was a Catholic. We, we like the cues. Like the cues. But shout out to the Noop. Mm-hmm. Yo, to the bro. Also, Harry. Yeah, yeah. Also, Harry. That boy. Yes, sir. We got it tomorrow, baby. Yeah. Don't get up. Yes, Make sure you tune in. <laughs> so, man, I originally called in and was going to say Game of Thrones, but okay. on my way riding riding in the car, so I just moved to Dallas from Indianapolis okay. in, uh, about, what, in 2021. So the thing that I caught on to late was ESPN Radio. Now that I'm – so I work for Marriott. I got two properties in Fort Worth, one in Dallas. So I'm driving a lot more, and it's like, man, I, I don't miss a day without listening to ESPN radio, even if I'm not in the car. I got a little mini speaker, a little Bluetooth speaker. I'm still turning it on channel 80, man. So shout out to y'all. I appreciate shout that. Shout out and, to um, you, by the way. I need you to give your information to Shannon Penn because, you know, I'm a Bond Void member, okay. and I need to know where I need to come stay, Dwight. Okay. All right. Look at you. Yeah. Pimming out Dwight for your own ill-gotten gains. Sometimes it's like that, Freddie. Yeah, well, in your case, not sometimes. <laughs> got, got to be more careful. <laughs> <laughs> Let the, tr- the truth will set you free. Let oh, the truth be is told. Is that right? You you over Marriott properties mm-hmm. in Dallas. You know I like to go to Dallas. I wish people could have seen your eyes light up the yes, minute you did. heard that information. Harry was like, oh, we. This going to be the friend oh. for me. Then my boy, hey, tell me, hey that's, that's my boy. He is now. <laughs> he made out of it before, but he is now. That's my partner, them. Tony in Texas, what's something that you got it too late that was worth the hype? Freddie and Harry, first of all, man, I love y'all. I love your show. And what's great about you two is both of y'all were, were great. With whoever you've been paired with, and now y'all come together, and it just it, it's on, man. It's like it's 
It's a it's a pot of gumbo, man. I like that. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you so much. Appreciate but check that. it out. Keeping with the food theme, I'm here in Texas. Mm-hmm. I and I was I, I told Shane I was gonna talk about uh, smoothies, but I'm not. I'm in Texas. Breakfast tacos. Ooh. Now I'm from Mississippi, Ooh. Ooh, yeah. so when I moved to Texas, they were talking about breakfast tacos. People didn't want to go get regular pancakes and stuff. They breakfast tacos is king here, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not tacos like you think. It's like eggs and bacon, mm-hmm. and and you can get hash browns and meat. I mean, it's totally different, man. Now. Breakfast tacos is king. Put it this way. Tony in Texas, thank you for the call and also the kind words. As somebody on my 50th birthday, my wife surprised me by taking me down to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. My two teams, the Dallas Cowboys and New York Jets, played each other on my 50th birthday. If you, if, if God doesn't have a sense of humor, that proves completely wrong. Who don't think that? <laughs> and we had a breakfast burrito at a local establishment in Fort Worth, Texas. And I said, where has this been all my Freddie, life? Freddie, can I, can I just say something? Your yes. wife, Denise, she gives you the best gifts, man. You go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You're going she to the does. Dallas. Like, yeah. man, shout well, out to it, Denise. It, you know how you can become a great husband? Marry a smarter wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> what's the old line? If, what's the old line? If you want to appear smarter, find more intelligent people to hang out with. <laughs> you want to be a smarter husband? Find a smart wife to marry that's smarter than you. Not ding, that ding, hard. Ding, ding, ding. But the, he's not lying. Breakfast burrito. Mm. I, I had a breakfast quesadilla, but I haven't had. A I haven't had that. Either. I've heard that's good. A breakfast taco yet? E- well, either way, yeah, either way. I had. To, I had, I had to, I've yeah. added with some with some eggs, some yeah. turkey sausage, and some um, hash brown uh, mixed into yeah. it. I had the breakfast burrito with the turkey, the, the turkey bacon, also mm-hmm. turkey sauce as well, with the eggs and cheese, and put a little bit of syrup on it. Ooh. Hmm. Mm. That syrup, that syrup be doing wonders, don't it? I put syrup on top of my omelet. So do I. You're not the only one. I put I've syrup done on that. Top yeah, of my a little bit, little. Sometimes be a little yeah, drizzle. Yeah, not, not drown it. Just no, a little bit. Just, just, just a little enough. bit. Give enough of a sweet taste to it and everything. Yep. Oh no, mm, now now you're speaking my language. You guys mess with goes. the turkey sausage? Nah, it's, uh, just regular. I, no, I, I, we'll have regular. But sometimes I mean, Dad, how, how, how many how many days a week do you eat sausage? Like you like sausage a day? A couple of days. Devin, you just fell right into it. You 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 didn't realize you fell right. What? He fell into what? How many times you eat sausage? <laughs> right into the trap. <laughs> Even I, Stevie Wonder saw that. <laughs> you heard him. Couple, you, you heard him. Couple links a day. <laughs> I'm gonna try to warn Devin. Don't do it. Sausage man. <laughs> Might be time for break. I'm not sure. <laughs> We got other news next. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. (laughs) The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It's the Wednesday group with known as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to get to another news starring a new movie involving an animal on a plane. That comes your way in about three minutes. But we still got to get to what you have to say at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. This all came up because Sauce Gardner, who plays for the New York Jets, the outstanding cornerback, tried New York pizza for the first time, and he said it was fire. And everybody said, you've been with the Jets for two seasons. What took you so long? So that's what got us into. What's something that you got into late that was worth the hype at 888-729-3776? Dan in Florida, what is that one thing, my friend? Well, good evening. I 
I'm a devoted listener. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Go Cards area. I was a season ticket holder for 30 years and a crunch zone guy. Just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy listening to you and watching you play ball all these years. Uh, the big thing I wanted to talk about was Breaking Bad. It took me a while to get into it, but now I binge on it at least once a year. So you didn't watch the end and then watch everything else, right, Dan? You started from the beginning, right? Yes. God bless you. Yes, our producer didn't do that. Not at all. Started at the end. Shannon. And then went back in time. So? Bass backwards. So? (laughs) So so back to you. Exactly. Like what I like. So buttons. What are you talking about? Oh, do you? Mr. Banana Man. (laughs) (laughs) Some go beginning and front to back. Never mind. Stop. What the hell hell is going on? Just stop. He goes up and down. (laughs) Just stop, Mark. Jason in Kansas City, what's something that you got it too late that was worth the hype, my friend? Well, first, I got to shout out my man Shannon again. So say, yo, it's funny y'all played Atomic Dog and a bunch of nukes called in. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But I got in the golf way too late, man. I grew up playing football and basketball. I grew up in Nebraska. But we didn't get into golf until we saw MJ playing golf and then the Tiger Renaissance, like Cedric said, came around. And then I got into golf. So that's what I got into way too late. Well, you never it's never too late if, if you're still enjoying it. But I remember when Cedric the Entertainer talked about that skit part of the original Kings of Comedy. And he said, can you imagine guys on the golf course, you know, they ain't got no real bros out there and have, like, black golf announcers. <laughs> this should break to the left. Man, you almost got it, dog. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He was like, hey, man, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's getting so funny. He said, guys could be showing up there with you know with you know with the golf carts with rims on them. I gotta take it to the store, man. Ain't your golf cart, damn. You know, that's get is extremely funny. We talk about black announcers and black. I love the golf the comedy. Oh, it's, it's one that's of my favorites cl- all time. That is a classic. Yeah, that, that that it holds up. It never gets old. Anytime I see it and the late Bernie Mac closing the whole thing, it still makes me smile each and every time to see the original Kings of Comedy. Chris and Jackson, what was something that you got into late that was worth the hype? Yeah, first of all, you all go together like perfect strangers, and y'all really make it work. Thank you. And uh, and I've been allergic to – I'm from Jacksonville, and, you know, Baltimore is famous for the crabs, but we we do crabs a little different. We're famous for our crabs, too. We do it with the SC, um, our shrimp. And uh, I'm allergic to the uh, shellfish, but uh, my friend was, too, and we was at my brother's house. And uh, I saw him dipping in the pot, eating all the sides and all the cousins. And I was like, man, are you trying to kill yourself? And then he told me that we could eat the sides. And I tried it, and it's been the best thing in my life since. Oh, that's nice. dope. That that's is. dope right there. Because that almost could not have ended well. Yep. Because my brother-in-law is allergic to shellfish and shrimp and all that stuff he doesn't deal with. But, yeah, that could have that could have gone the wrong way. Well, I need me some shrimp. Yes, you Thanks do. to my baby, my uh, wife, uh, my love. See, she got looked, me on the. It's she, amazing, boy, what a woman gets you to do, yeah, boy. She she definitely looked out for you. She did. She looked at you and said, "Yeah, you you're you're gonna like this, honey." And she knew you would not put up a fight because you're gonna trust the judgment. Yeah, yeah exactly. See, like I said, you want to be a great husband, <laughs> marry a smarter my wife. My baby love. Right. Baby love. Are you singing the Supremes? A little something. Uh, you're not doing it from the beginning of the movie of Ving Rhames, are you? 
Hey, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Holiday hard. I knew it. I you couldn't put that over on me. I knew it. You and Alfred Wood in cahoots yeah. together. As soon as you started singing, if you don't ever talk about, just Google Holiday Heart, the opening scene, and then you're gonna bust out laughing based on what Harry Douglas just did regarding that movie. No oh my goodness! Each and every night about this time, you get a little something, something that could be sports related or could be personality related, but you know it better as. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Now, remember the movie Snakes on a Plane? Yeah. Became a cult classic? They may start making a movie called Horse on a Plane. A flight going from Belgium, going to Belgium from New York City, had to take a wild turn last week because a horse managed to get out of its cage in the cargo hold and it forced the plane to turn back around and go back to the United States. What? The pilots radioed air traffic control with some unexpected news. We are on a cargo plane. We have a horse on board the airplane, and the horse managed to escape his stall. We cannot get the horse back secured. We don't have a problem flying-wise, but we need to return because we have a horse in difficulty, end quote. They had to return as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I, listen, you got a horse going crazy out of this mm-hmm. stall mm-hmm. on an airplane. Mm-hmm. We need to land this bad boy as quick as possible mm-hmm. and get back to the ground. Yeah, they had to dump 20 tons of fuel off the coast of Massachusetts so they can land slave, safely back at 630 Eastern time, 630 local time. Man. That horse was ready to turn that mother out. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. They don't know how he escaped. Or what the current status is, they just knew that. Oh, horse, mm-hmm. you can't hold me down. There's <laughs> some horseplay going on on this bad boy. <laughs> can't hold me down in this cage. Oh, oh no. no. I'm going to keep on I'm moving. moving. <laughs> Horsing around. <laughs> Amber and Ian, they come your way next for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry and the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless as always. Make sure you don't horse around. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.